Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, 103.9 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Friday evening. We are set to continue our exploration into this topic we have titled Holy Desire. Now, before we get into our principal subject matter for tonight, I did just want to continue to thank everyone out there for taking time out of their busy schedules to tune into Seeds of Truth Radio. Over the past, oh, going all the way back to 2006, (laughs) when we started off as the Catholic Hour, we have set before us really the vocation to the, the calling to respond to your questions, to meet you where you are at. And this has allowed me to talk about pretty much everything, uh, not only as it relates to the Catholic faith, but also just uh, Christianity in general. And so again, I just want to thank you for taking time, uh, for you taking time out of your busy schedules. Now, over the past eight months, we have been in pursuit each and every Friday evening of how to best respond to that question, can you pray for me? And as we have, you have been asking me about the saints. So what I decided to do was take our discussion on the nine keys of how to best respond to that question, can you pray for me, and match them up with the saints. So this week, our point of focus will be the eighth key, uh, praying and thanksgiving and praise to God, And I have decided to reflect upon St. Florian of Lorch. St. who of what and where? (laughs) St. Florian of Lorch. I think I mentioned before, you know, there's over 11,000 canonized saints, right? And while I've touched upon some of the more famous ones, that even if you're not Catholic, you have probably heard of them, it is good from time to time to remember the not-so-famous ones. And certainly this evening, we will uh, briefly take up St. Florian of Lorch. But before I do that, first a word about this call we have to pray in thanksgiving and praise to God and why I would talk about St. Florian this evening. To pray in thanksgiving to God, my friends, is to what but express gratitude for the immensity of God's revelation, natural and divine, by continually offering up sacrifices of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Okay, so what do we mean by this phrase, uh, acknowledging his name? Or what does the author to the Hebrews mean by using this phrase? Well, when we hear that phrase, that all-important phrase of acknowledging his name, we recognize God's movement in all that we say and do, right? You see, my friends, acknowledging his name is prayer because it is the taking notice of God's revelation in our life. Recall, prayer is conversation with God where we begin to pay more attention to God. The more we pay attention to God, the more we will praise His name. Praise His name with our lips in all circumstances. God is moving. God is revealing. And here we, we have to ask those important questions in our life. Do we see Him? Do we thank Him? You know, to say thank you is the least difficult thing to do. And yet, 
And yet it might be the one thing we struggle with most. Do we see him? Do we thank him? Now, as we continually reflect upon this call to intercessory prayer, we ought to be reminded that the author to the letter to the Hebrews does not just stop at calling for the prayer of thanksgiving, but also encourages the recipients of the letter to pray for him and his fellow ministers, right? Pray for us, he says, for we are sure that we have a clear conscience desiring to act honorably in all things. I urge you the more earnestly to do this in order that I may be restored to you very soon. So the author to the letter to the Hebrews is saying, pray for me. Your prayer is important to me because it is a source of strength, the strength necessary for me to to get to you, okay? To be able to minister to you. And isn't that a beautiful insight that comes to us from the letter to the Hebrews? If I am someone who is ministering to a particular church, how beautiful is it that God is calling us, in this case me, to reach out to those who I might minister to specifically to ask them to pray for me, that I might be stronger for them and be what I ought for them. Hmm? So pray with gratitude, the author exhorts in the letter to the Hebrews. And as you do, intercede on behalf of, of me and my fellow ministers, he says. Now, what's more, the author to the letter to the Hebrews says that our praise of thanksgiving is unceasing which implies what? But our song unto the Lord does not end with the liturgy, but rather becomes a way of life. St. Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, Be filled with the Holy Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, always and for everything giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. So St. Paul wants our Eucharistic praise of thanksgiving to spill over into our everyday life as an incessant praise that is a holy and acceptable offering to God, whereby everything we do and say is a lifting up to God. And here I should say not just everything we do, but everything we are. huh? My friends, what are we talking about here? What happens when two people are falling in love, or for that matter, in love? Is it not uncommon to be somewhere and have your mind wander to your beloved? More personally, I often find myself going here or there with my beloved, my spouse on my mind. Huh? In my marriage, much of what I do is an offering for her, and more collectively, really my family. In this, our marriage and family become stronger, enriched. In the case of Christianity, The deeper we go in our relationship with God, the more we will find ourselves thinking about Jesus Christ. And the more we are are thinking about Jesus Christ, the more inclined we will be to offer what we do for Jesus Christ. You know, so often we hear that phrase, still yet today, it was common 20 years ago and 15 years ago, and I still hear today, what would Jesus do? You know, we wear those bracelets, what would Jesus do? I think that's a great phrase, a great question. But I would challenge you as I challenge myself. Who am I to know what would Jesus do if I'm not in a living relationship with Jesus Christ, right? (laughs) We have this tendency to just kind of think, well, Jesus would do this because this is what I think Jesus would do. Without really spending time with Jesus 
say in sacred scripture. What does St. Jerome say? Ignorance of, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. Spend time with Jesus in sacred scripture. Develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. And as you do, you'll know what Jesus would do. <laughs> and here, my friends, I want to bring our discussion to the person of St. Florian of Lourdes. Now, in early Christianity, for approximately 280 years, the Christian faith spread primarily through this dynamic witness of believers who were willing to lay their life down for their faith in Jesus Christ. In this vein, uh, one of the early church fathers, Tertullian, famously said when writing the emperor, the more you kill, the more we are. The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Your cruelties merely prove our innocence of the crimes you charge against us, and you frustrate your purpose. Because those who see us die wonder why we do. For we die like the men you revere, not like slaves or criminals. And when they find out, they join us. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. That's Tertullian, who is then emperor in Rome. Now, that being said, among those men who wondered about the extraordinary witness of the Christian faith was an officer of the Roman army by the name of Florian. Now, Florian was a well-respected officer in the Roman army who lived under the rule of Diocletian. Now, we do not know exactly when Florian converted to the Christian faith, but obviously, by the year 304 AD, his faith was firmly rooted in Jesus Christ rooted from the seed of uh, blood, I am sure, right, according to Tertullian. So as the story goes, in 304 AD, Officer Florian refused to persecute the Christians at Diocletian's command. Now, one thing you did not do in the Roman army was disobey. The consequence, the penalty was severe. So you can well imagine Upon receiving word of this, Diocletian was not too happy, so he had Florian brought before uh, the governor, the prefectus, as it was called then in Rome, to a man by the name of Aquilius. So he was brought before Aquilius to inquire about Florian's lack of fidelity to the emperor. And after Aquilius met with Florian about his lack of loyalty, it was then that Florian gave his great confession of faith. This is Florian. Even when I was serving in a human army, nevertheless, I used secretly to worship my God, for which reason the devil cannot seize possession of me entirely. You do indeed possess power over my body, but you cannot touch my soul, for God alone prevails there. I love that. For God alone prevails there there being the soul. I have obeyed your commands in so far as it befits the soldier, but no one persuades me of this, to offer sacrifice to demons, for I do not worship their phantoms. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, what is Florian talking about there, St. Florian? Well, brothers and sisters, following the line of thought of St. Ignatius of Loyola, there's only two camps. The camp of God and the camp of Satan. You are either moving towards God or away from God. We are, you, you are either progressing or digressing. Remember that great proverb, 
what you feed grows. St. Florian of uh, Lorch understood well that the moment he conceded to Diocletian, he would have been sacrificing to the demons. All right, so all that being said, upon hearing this, Aquilius was enraged. And how did the unflappable Florian respond? Be as angry and do as much harm as you can since you possess power of my body, which has been given to you for now. If you want to know why, do not fear your tortures. Light a fire, and I will climb upon it. Now, although death by fire was customary to anyone who did not pledge their allegiance to the emperor, Aquilius decided against giving Florian the pleasure of using the flames to climb closer to heaven, huh? He was flogged and ultimately sent to the bottom of the Ennis River with a stone tied around his neck for drowning. And here, my friends, I believe we have a very rich paradox. He went down to go up. His offering up, if you will, was a going down. But you see, that is what happens when you are persecuted. Especially 17, 1800 years ago, when you do not submit to irrational civil authorities. You will go down before you go up. But when you do go up, there you will proclaim, and you can proclaim, that yours is a holy and acceptable offering to God. Yours is a spiritual worship. Yours is a participation in our Lord's own thanksgiving, thank offering to God. What did we read in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15? To pray in thanksgiving to God is to express gratitude by continually offering up sacrifices of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. The fruit of Florian acknowledging our Lord's name before Diocletian, before Aquilius, was what? A sacrifice, a holocaust, a pleasing odor to God. Isn't that what we read in Genesis? Noah finds land and his holocaust, his sacrifice was a pleasing odor to God. All throughout salvation history, men and women have given their lives over to God. And when they have, their sacrifice was a pleasing odor to God. And you can be rest assured, my friends, as St. Florian was witnessing to his Christian Catholic faith. He was interceding. He was mediating. Mediating what? The great gift of sacrificial love. Amen. Amen. All right, let us close with a word of prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we just give you special thanks and praise for the gift, the witness of St. Florian of Lorch how his witness was an intercession, an intercession in so far as it brought more people to the word of God, as it brought strength to the people of God. Heavenly Father, we pray for the gift of the Holy Spirit that we might be called to witness as St. Florian did, and as we do, intercede on behalf of the kingdom of God, that this intercession of 
thanksgiving, this intercession of praise might be a pleasing odor to you. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen, and God bless you.